welcome to 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews, where we take random movies from Metacritic's 15K Plus Movies to randomly watch whether we like it or not. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. I'm Colin. And I'm Niall. And this is random movie number 15326, movie 43 from 2013. And there's just a bunch of random numbers in that last sentence. So if that's confusing, it is <laughs> much a confusing, confusing week for us to do this. Movie 43 is one hour and 39 minutes long. It had a budget of $6 million and it made worldwide $32 million, strangely enough. It has a meta score of 18 out of 100 and a user score of 3.1 out of 10 and it did win an award it won it won the 2014 razzie so oh yeah yeah you can kind of predict where this is going to go so um yeah so i think just in a nutshell it has 13 directors and 20 writers it's sort of like a uh, comedy sketch show that you would see on tv but an hour and 39 minute long it's just sort of a a weird movie and it's a weird it's a weird that it exists basically yeah, the, but, the, the one the one thing about the sketch show thing yeah it, it has that feel but i think a lot of it might have been funnier had the sketches been more succinct you know some of them ran on for like near 10 minutes mm. and just like one joke yeah and yes, that's, that's just true. no good. You know, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a scene from Family Guy, you know, when he cuts off to some mm. weird, obscure thing, and it's, you know, yeah. it's 15 seconds. That's quick, sharp, you know, pithy, bang, gone, done. This just far too long. Each scene was far too long. And, you know, like, if you start looking up who the writers were, you start realizing, well, that's that makes a lot of sense. They don't have a lot of pedigree in them, a, a no. lot of the writers. Um, a couple of them have Family Guy episodes in their in their really, yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of them have a, n- a number of adult cartoons, which I'd never heard of before. There's Paradise PD, there's Brickleberry, and there's something called Forzar, and I think one of them is still running, but I've never. I've, I've seen all, unfortunately I've seen all three. Um, oh, Paradise PD is just as good as this movie. Um, right. Forzar, I watched one episode of. It was better than this movie, but still terrible. Uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Brickleberry. Oh, Brickleberry. Uh, that one I haven't seen. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, I've heard it's tripe though, so I haven't bothered. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't uh, surprise me. Well. As well as that, when you look at the sort of uh, humor that in that's in this uh, one dude called Rocky or Ricky Blit, he actually wrote The Ringer, and if you know what that's all about <laughs> from two thousand and five, yeah. that's um, well, it's got one of the stars, one of the actors in this, uh, Johnny Knoxville, as a person who pretends he's mentally challenged to go to the Special Olympics, and so if you think, and that's a full movie about one that about that specific topic, so. You think that's bad then yeah so you're gonna kind of realize what this is all about this this movie um james gunn is interesting as an as a person who's involved in this movie yeah coming from the guardians of the galaxy three that's just just come out i'm just looking at his back background and you know 
he didn't really do a lot before Guardians. Like he did Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed before he went straight into the Guardians One. I just don't know how or why he got that well, job. I, 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 I take offense that you slagging off Scooby Doo Two. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. It is a terrible movie, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Well, you must be the reason why he got um, at the job on <laughs> Guardians then. Probably, yeah. The box office. All right, so listen. The plot is a hard thing. Obviously, plot we do for every movie. It's hard to do this because it's all skits, but I think it's it would be remiss of us if we didn't go through each skit very broadly and well, I, sort I, I of think try to. We, we should probably mention the um, the story that's supposed to tie right. these skits together there's two versions yeah. of those story i watched the alternate version what's known as the alternate version which was the the three kids um yeah I'm which not... was terrible oh is that the same one you went through yeah well yes yeah, so i tried to look for the there's a couple of clips from the the u.s version as it's known on youtube there's a few little bits it sounds more appealing than than this one but um it's very it's, it's harder to find that one online nowadays uh so yeah, that one includes Greg Kinnear and uh, who else was in that? Um, Dennis Quaid. So Dennis right Quaid there you've got Mr. Family uh, Guy in it too. Yes, yeah. McFarlane himself. He yeah. must have called in a favor there, the writers. But uh, for some reason, they didn't like that one. It's Dennis Quaid pitching um, this movie idea to Greg Kinnear and it goes a little little all uh, chaotic near the end. I don't want to run a little, into a that. Yeah. yeah, a little shooty. But the alternative version is three teenagers are looking online for this movie 43 and some they look online for the internet and it basically just tees every one of the skits up as they look at the at the video screen and they find these movies online it's really not worth mentioning it more than the, that yeah the, the, there's no real tie-in to these movies no uh, no there's no connection other than they're look, randomly looking at movies on the internet effectively yeah, and there, it's just an excuse just to try and tie all of these random skits together. So the first one up is pretty much what I read is the first one they they created, and they used this one to rope everybody in. So the producer, Charlie Wessler, is the person who brainchild, is the brainchild of all this uh, movie, and he basically started this off, and he got Hugh Jackman and Kate Winslet in to get this first skid off the run and this was i think four years old by the time they got everybody else started and yeah it's basically kate winslet has a blind date with hugh jackman he takes off his scarf and he has testicles on his neck and just goes on longer than it should as you mentioned previously obviously kate yeah. winslet's a great actress and her reaction at times is quite humorous but not smile inducing no it's just a, it's a, it's an uncomfortable scenario that just Goes on a bit too long. Yeah, it's it's a bit, it it bypasses the number one rule in comedy. Basically, they don't stretch something out that on paper could be funny, but it really isn't. And no. this was the one that uh, was directed and produced by Peter Farrelly, who obviously has a background in mainstream success, like Dumb and Dumber back in the day. I, I liked Kingpin, Something About Mary, Me Myself Irene, all those Shallow Hal. They're all yeah, they're all decent. Back in the day, well, decent. But I think his humor is kind of aged now. Like, I don't think his humor is mm. as marketable as it used to be. But you know, back when yeah. you were watching Dumb and Dumber, possibly because we were younger at the time as well, though. But I, I don't find it as funny. Yeah, and still a know, this... Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and like this, this, this 
skit goes on for too long. It involves very in, like increasingly horrible incidences of said body anatomy and other parts of the scenery with with it and yeah it was terrible yes yeah that doesn't uh, leave it there that's that <laughs> like I, it was a big it must have been a big win i don't know how they managed to get you jackman and kate winslet like that that's how they made the movie obviously as you said two big stars that's how they dragged everybody else in after four years or whatever uh but yeah uh, yeah and it's hard, I, I don't know how hard. they thought it was funny yeah, it's hard to find any actor or actress to uh, to find their their sort of their reflection on this movie. But Hugh Jackman did bring it up when he was interviewing with one of the X Men movies. Who knows which one? He just basically said, he, "I think he just he just sort of says, yeah, it was you know, it wasn't the best, wasn't the best <laughs> movie or something, something along those lines." Anyway, we're going in then to the second one, which is the skit is called Homeschooled. It was. Um, Basically, the premise of Yelp Schreiber, Naomi Watts as the parents. Mm. They homeschool Jeremy Allen White as their son, and they do all the things that you would expect to see in a teen school movie to him. They bully him. They, oh, they pick, make fun of him, and they 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 force out scenarios with him, as in they force him to have his first kiss with his mother. Basically, it's just. Basically, sexual assault of their own child, oh, uh, which is supposed to be funny. Um, I, absolutely not funny. There was nothing good about this one. What I did kind of respect at the end was Jeremy Allen White's performance when he comes down to say hello to the to the neighbors when they're <laughs> when the they've dummy. just heard everything. Okay, when yeah. they've just heard everything about what um, he's been put through. He comes down. And he's very polite, and they so they kind of turn around and go, oh, he's actually quite normal. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, I'll see you later. And then he comes back in with the mop with his mum's face on it. And they, his expression was what kind of got me. I kind of, yeah, I kind but, of liked his acting. That's the one gag, really. Oh, yeah. And the yeah, setup yeah. for that shouldn't have been 10 minutes. You know, it's, yeah, it could have been done in three minutes and it could have been more effective. A lot more effective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, moving swiftly on then to The Proposition, oh. which was directed by Steve Carr. Steve Carr, who's best known for directing Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, which, and that, that, that says yeah. everything right there. Yeah, so Anna Faris and Chris Pratt are a married couple. They're on a picnic, and he's about to propose. She says she's got something to say to him, and she basically says, I would like you to poop on me. And that's, that's the it. entire skit. That's the... As, um, what is it, Rainy in the Simpsons? That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Laughing time is over. Yeah, um, so yeah. It, it goes on and, you know, he um, tries to do it and he he gets, she runs away because he says something he inappropriate says, to her, which is weird. Yeah. He says the bad word for poop on me and she runs away because yes. of that. And then he gets run over by a car, which obviously makes him evacuate his bowels everywhere. And Explosively, the important part. Yeah, <laughs> she loves that, and then they get they uh, they get married. So that's that's that. Great, great sketch. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of JB Smooth, obviously from Curb Your Enthusiasm, but yeah, yeah, he couldn't even he couldn't uh, save this one. The next one is called Veronica. It's directed by Griffin Dunn, who actually is most 
well respected for being in This Is Us as an actor, and I don't watch that, so I don't have any respect for him after watching this one. <laughs> Say that. Uh, uh, this is actually the least, I don't know... Least offensive. Skip by Least yeah. offensive and least reason to exist, basically. There's nothing, like... He's the Kieran Culkin from uh, Succession is working as a checkout clerk and Emma Stone is his ex-girlfriend that come in and they basically miss each other and they say things to each other about their past history and I don't know why this exists and I wanted my whatever five or ten minutes that it was yeah, on again, I wanted it back. Two two fantastic actors, you know, and they don't perform badly and it's just there's, there's no material. Yeah, there's no joke. That's it. There's no joke. This point. Let's not. Yeah, let's not give it any more time. The next skit was "I Babe," which was directed by Stephen Brill, who is the dude that's behind a lot of the Adam Sandler movies. So if you like Adam Sandler, you might like "I Babe." I don't like Adam Sandler's movies, most of them. I think Stephen Brill was involved with all of his Netflix flops. I think there's one probably good one in his past but uh, um, directed Un- this Uncut one. Gems is, Uncut is Gems. a fantastic movie I don't know if he's involved yeah. I should have checked that but um, Sandler's only good Netflix movie and it's a very good I think movie he's in, I think he's involved with that one but I just saw a lot of Adam Sandler um, DVD covers in his in his back yeah. his back catalogue so I Bay basically is this it's, it's set the scene where Richard Gere is the boss and he's in a uh, boardroom and there there's a naked woman who uh, you listen to me to music from and because it's a naked woman they know they found out that teenagers around the world are getting certain body parts mangled in the different ports that the uh iPad yeah, has the, the problem being that the lower port has a mm. high speed fan that turns on intermittently and has caused problems <laughs> yeah issues uh, that and that is the joke, as you say. Um, yeah, Kate Bosworth's in this one, and Jack McBrayer from uh, Thirty Rock. So yeah, it's got good actors in it. Yeah, as like Richard Gere. Like like last time I seen him was in uh, I'm Not There, the Bob Dylan movie, where he plays one of yeah. the personas of Bob Dylan. He's very good in that, and he's actually very good in this. It's, but again, the joke's not really funny. Yeah, it's interesting. Like again, a big massive name. That's you'd wonder how, why he how they got, him. got into <laughs> it. Yeah. Next up was superhero speed dating, uh, written and directed by James Duffy. I don't think I've got anything on him, so let's just move swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Justin Long and Jason Sudeikis play Robin and Batman and Robin. Robin's trying to get. He's at a speed dating uh, night in a pub, and Batman comes in and spoils it for him. Obviously, people turn up. Kristen Bell, Uma Thurman, Leslie Bibb all turn up, obviously, and shock us with their existence in this movie. Especially um, I don't remember Thurman. anything. Like... Yeah, that was crazy. And she played, obviously, um, Poison Ivy in uh, one, of the, yeah, one yeah. of the real Batman movies. But uh, no, that's no, I don't remember anything from this. Obviously, Jason Sudeikis has gone on to Ted Lasso, and he probably doesn't want to talk about this one. Good reason. Yeah, uh, you liked the um, the uh, advertisement, like the, well, the, the false advertisement. I hated it. It's <laughs> terrible. Even for I, I an like advertisement, it, it went on for too long. Well, it went on for too long, but I liked the end. There's a tagline at the end that made me chuckle, and that was machines. They're full of kids. I I don't know why I find mm. that funny. It's ridiculous, but that made me chuckle. That's maybe one of the two times I chuckled in this movie was because of that line. 
So maybe in a you. sea of mediocrity, that, that line stood out for me. In a normal movie, I might not notice it. Yeah, it was like shot in that sort of, you know, give us your money charity and in black and white of kids crying and people abusing vending yeah, like machines. Yeah, so um, I wanted that to end and it did and it went into middle school date, which I thought was probably the worst skit in the entire movie and like they're all bad but this one was just pointless and to be honest with you very shocking that it was written by a woman and directed by a woman because it's it involves chloe grace moretz at her boyfriend's um house and what they're probably 16 or so and yeah chloe grace has her first uh menstrual cycle and puts blood on the sofa and panics and her boyfriend goes uh goes crazy and his reaction is supposed to be funny then his older brother's reaction christopher mintz plass from uh, mclovin i guess yep. you remember him from the second time they've been together in. as well or just third time they've been together because of kick-ass oh kick-ass yeah yeah and then patrick warborton that's the dad comes in and he's obviously my hero from seinfeld but uh, yeah he is and Matt Walsh from from veep comes in as well so it's an entirely star-studded <laughs> thing yeah. but it's terrible the premise is terrible it's not funny if you're a woman, it's not funny. If you're a teenager, it's not funny. If not you're funny for uh, humans, I would have thought. Yeah. It's just, and there's nothing about it that you know saves it from the actual weak premise that it is. Next one, Happy Birthday, probably gave me the one smile of the, of the <laughs> yeah. movie because Jared Butler is locked in a basement as a leprechaun because Johnny Knoxville got it for his housemate Sean William Scott. And Jared Butler hands it up in a squeaky, fake, Irish voice. And that was kind of weirdly humorous to me. I don't know why I should laugh at that as an Irish uh, person. Same here. But... It, it, it's the one piece, aside from that one line earlier, there was five minutes I, where I was I was kind of chuckling. Uh, and that's it. But the, this, him as a leprechaun is just hilarious in my, in my eyes. Um, maybe because we're Irish and we like the Irish accent being hammed up to the hilt. Mm. Some people might um, find it offensive, probably do, but I thought it was yeah, funny. Maybe. Yeah, and uh, word is that Colin Farrell was supposed to be his, well, he was, his brother who's coming to the crock of gold. Oh, and... I thought, okay, I thought he was supposed to be the first choice. Okay, yeah. No, but, he was supposed to come in as the second dude in the pot, pot of gold, but uh, that, yeah. That, that leads on to an interesting piece, though. Like, does, um, Sam Rockwell was supposed to do one of the skits. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, but he dropped out to do Seven Psychopaths with Colin Farrell. Oh, good link. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Here all week. <laughs> I think um, also um, somebody said F off. I can't remember if it was. Trey oh, Parker was said it? F off. Oh, um, yeah. He backed out. Yeah, well, the they, actors, they... though. The big actor oh, said, no thanks. Yes. Um, I'll try and find out when you're talking later. I'll uh, I'll okay. figure that one out. Anyway, from Happy Birthday, it goes into Truth or Dare, which is Stephen Merchant and Halle Berry in a restaurant who are on their first date and they do Truth or Dare instead of doing, uh, you know, who are you and what's your favorite yeah, music? Usual double dishwater yeah, conversations. So, yeah, the one the thing that you see in the trailer is Halle Berry going over and blowing out a blind boy's candles before the blind boy could do that, and that's the sort of and that's how it starts off and it goes work it gets worse from there and it's yeah, not exactly. funny from there as well yeah yeah again awful yeah not not good at all so and then it doesn't, like it's a, 
Halle Berry, yeah. you know, I don't know how she set her stuff up for this one. It was, wasn't great. No, not at all. So, um, moving on from that then, Victory's Glory, which, actually that last one as well was directed by Peter Farrelly, so you kind of get that sense of humor. Actually, disappointing um, Steve Merchant on this. He didn't really read the script. He just decided when he heard that he would be acting alongside uh, Halle Berry, he was like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, fair he, enough, yes, of course. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not days. a star. Yeah, two days with Halle Berry, sign me up, yeah. Yeah. I think that was what he... Uh, Victory's Glory is um, the, the 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 locker room of a of a all-black basketball team, and it's basically about them being black, and it's directed by Rusty Cundiff, who actually directed a whole bunch of Chappelle show episodes, which I really, really respect as a... As a comedy from the from the or a sketch did, show from the 90s. He did not shine here. No, it's really bad and it really just focuses on um them it's being one, black and it's, it's very low brow. Yeah, very low brow. Terence Howard obviously is there because he's the star there's a star actor in it. Uh and yeah it's about them going out and beating the hell out of the white basketball. Hundred and three to one points. But that's you know, that's the one joke. And it goes on for a while as well. And and the only joke in it is they can't lose to a bunch of white guys because they're black. Yeah. That's yeah, the joke. Just, and it goes on forever. Yeah. Uh, Painful. So but... you think the movie's over and then mid-credits this half Who Framed Roger Rabbit sort of presentation comes. Beazle. So it's a... Comedic animated cat. Comedic. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, comedic. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks is uh, a woman in a relationship with Josh Duhamel, and he has an animated cat who hates her and, you know, and loves, has an over fondness for her, his owner, ma- master. And there's, there's a I don't even want to Ted, describe it. Ted 2 off it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. No one nearly is good. It's terrible. It's bad. And so it gets worse. It finishes off with um, Elizabeth Banks beating the cat over the head with a shovel in front of a kid's birthday party. And then they beat her to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, thin. Yeah. There's a couple of segments that were dropped. And if you look at IMDb and any other thing, you've got Bob Odenkirk's name solidly yep. connected to it and it's not in, it's not obviously in the release that you see and i don't know what happens in it i don't really want to go into it but julianne moore is in his segment and there's another one the apprentice which the, stars uh, Anton Anton yeah god yeah, rest and that was yeah and that was dropped too and that's fine so um for plot wise i'm giving it zero out of five. Oh. I give it zero point five because they wrote stuff down on a piece of paper. <laughs> there's no plot, and there's no reason why this movie should exist. I think it's a tax fraud, just like this <laughs> scam. And, stick. And stick, yeah. <laughs> um, which kind of like it goes. We don't really have a lot of. We don't really have a lot to say about the rest of the um, sections here, and that's why we talk so long about the actual plot because acting. It's a bunch of famous actors who know how to act. So, but they, they can act. So, I, 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 myself, I only give that two and a half because, like, they're great actors, and you know they don't mess up. But there's no material to you know. There's nothing to get your teeth into. So, eh. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I gave it 1.5 out of 5 just because they turned up and read the script and did what they yeah. are good at doing. Uh, sound brackets track, there's nothing of note anywhere. I, I looked up the, the music plays and songs play through the movie, but nothing of note. And yeah. there's a couple of couple of you think you, you recognize some uh, some artists, but no, it doesn't it doesn't work. And I don't know if you did any research and who played any songs in it, but there was nothing. No, nobody turned out. There was nothing that was worth mentioning, really. Not like I couldn't yeah. find anything of any worth, so I didn't dig any deeper. And certainly, by yeah. watching it, there was nothing worth mentioning. Yeah, and like. Weirdly, it sounded like a like a horrible teen movie '90s soundtrack. You know, that's what yeah. I sort of felt. Yeah. So um, that was yeah. That's like a zero out of five because there's nothing there. Yep. Same as. Right, and then like the production as well. Like obviously, <laughs> fair play to Charlie Wessler for actually getting this off the ground and making <laughs> money from it, which he did. But it's critically panned. I think the only person from the production team to speak out about it was uh, Peter Farrelly. He basically tweeted out, he said, to the critics, uh, um, to the critics, exclamation point, movie 43 is not the end of the world. We try to do something different. Now back off. Okay. Yeah. I think Peter Howard, one of the movie critics at the time, said it was the biggest waste of talent in cinema history. That is very accurate. <laughs> yeah a lot of the other um yeah this is this is, this is kind of this kind of sums everything up um brett ratner one of the directors i think or one of the writers one or the other i don't really care at this point his <laughs> entire back catalog has is interspersed with mariah carey music videos they had better plot i would imagine <laughs> yeah i would imagine so i would imagine so I don't really have anything else to say about the um, the production value, do you? Yeah, like, you know, it's effective. They put a movie together. <laughs> you know, that's about it. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's nothing of note. No, they, they didn't F up. Like, in fairness, the cinematography was more professional than the previous movie we watched, Stick. But, you know, eh. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of people just kind of wiped their hands with it and moved on with their careers. I think a lot of favors were called in to get to get the actors in. And I think it was just a whole bunch of networked people just saying, listen, do this for a couple of minutes and we're, we're good. So, yeah, production one out of five because it exists. Yeah, that's about what I put on. I put 1.5. I was feeling generous. Oh, that's very nice of you. So, like, one of the top... Uh, the top... <laughs> Somebody from the Washington Post, Michael O'Sullivan, who I haven't looked up to see if he actually still exists as a movie critic, but he gave this 88 out of 100, and he said, Movie 43 is a near masterpiece of tastelessness. The anthology of 12 short interconnected skits elevates the art form of gross-out comedy to a new height. That man is uh, an idiot. Yeah. And there's a bunch of zero out of 100s, but the Hollywood Reporter, Frank Sheck said, despite the dizzying array of talent involved both in front of and behind the camera, this god-awful experience is so painfully unfunny, so screamingly bad, 
that it immediately qualifies as one of the worst films of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, not even terrible in such a way like a movie like The Room is, where it's kind of yeah. funny to watch it because it's so bad. This isn't that. This is no. just unpleasant and a waste of your time. And I've read, you know, I've, I've searched it up on Twitter to see if anybody's still talking about it. And there's still people who watch it and go, this is this got me through some tough times. So, you know, it's <laughs> obviously an audience for everything. That, 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 yeah, yeah. Where it was actually a tough time for me to watch it. So it's the reverse for me. So that's put a... Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say this is the easily, by, way worse than anything we've watched so far. Oh yeah, it was. I give out a bit of stick last week, but this this was way worse. You'd watch Stick again if you're given the choice between this and Stick. Oh, give, put Stick on repeat for like a week instead of watching this one <laughs> small time. You know. <laughs> All right, so let's put the put a line through movie forty three forever. Tip exit out, white out it out, and move on with our lives. This will be. Um, let's roll the random number generator for next episode, shall we? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to roll it and then we'll see what happens. Hopefully a low number, but let's just see what happens here. Now well, we're still down at the bottom. It's 11,782. Oh. Okay, which... 4,000 up. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So let me just see uh, what I can do here with getting it out. All right, so 11,782 is a movie called 27 Dresses. Oh, God, no, really? I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm aware of this movie. Um, Okay. Uh, It's a rom-com. Yeah. (laughs) It's a rom-com with James Morrison and Catherine Hagel. And yes, it's probably one that our wives have watched. Probably. Jane has always been good at taking care of others, but not so much in looking after herself. Her entire life has been about making people happy, and she's a closet full of 27 bridesmaid dresses to prove it. And it goes yeah, on from there. The one that, oh, okay. okay. It's got a 47 meta score, and it's got a 5.8 user score. So, like, it's up there with a average movie. So, Does to it... see how two grumpy old Irish guys <laughs> likes a 2008 rom-com. Well, maybe maybe it's got a short runtime. It runs for something, I don't know, uh, 111 minutes. Oh, okay. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you want to hear us wax lyrical about a uh, romantic comedy, then episode six will be for you. And that is the end of episode five of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Ciao. <laughs>